gentlemen and lady, perhaps ladies, hopefully, welcome to episode nine of the Hooniverse podcast. I am not joined by Blake Zed Wrong this evening. He's off driving vintage Lancias on some part of California that I've never heard of because it's only for rich people and CTSV school graduates. Instead, I am joined by Mr. Zach Clapman himself of the smoking tire fame of the producing of this podcast fame of, uh, that's, I think that's it. You gotta stop using fame in both of those. Well, I think that's it though too, right? Just that. Yeah. There's nothing else. Right. Okay, cool. Just not fame. Uh, thank, thank you, Zach, for joining me on the couch tonight. Uh, how's it going? Good. Let's kick things off with that. Let's kick it off. <laughs> Let's kick it off like you that. You and I have both gotten not enough sleep in the last two days. That's true. We, we were busy today and yesterday. Well, we weren't busy yesterday, but we were both doing stuff irrespective of – is that even a word? Irrespective? Because it's not like irregardless. I think irrespective might be a word. Probably. I don't know. But the fact that – we're questioning if it's a word. We're writers, not editors. The odds of you using it correctly are pretty slim. That's very true. Uh, I want to get things started off by talking about some new car stuff, even though it's mostly new car stuff today. Uh, you just had the brand new IS350 F-Sport, the redesigned one that looks good. Uh, yeah, we had – I say we because it was, it was Matt's uh, press car for TST, but we filmed it. And it was um, – so the redesign, I guess it was technically the 2014 prototype. Okay. Because the F Sports are, are not out yet because they mm. just came out with the regular ISs. Um, but I mean, the, the short version was because I had the 2013 F Sports, all of them, like a month ago. So this car felt like the 250 as far as weight. It felt light, and, and the 250 was like really eager in canyon turns. Sure. To like, you know, turn in and braking. It just felt like a really balanced light car. Balanced car. Balanced car. And the 350 was balanced too. It just everything felt heavier. It felt heavier completely around you. Not in the sure. front, not in the back, everywhere. This had the 350 engine, but felt like the 250. Um, so That's a very it was great. good thing. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I really like the, the 13s and this one, this one's also good. How was the interior? Uh, was the it interior- like a GS? Yeah, it's a little bit like the GS. Um, it, it's good. I mean, they needed that update. Yeah. 2013 was like, wow, this is a really old Toyota interior. And the outside looks fantastic. Yeah, the, I think the outside's cool. Yeah. You know, it's been um, – we got some back and forth in the comments from people. Like some people like it, some people hate it. Sure. But I think, you know, you look at it in person for like a few minutes and it, it might be a little bit aggressive for some people. But I think it's cool. Yeah, um, I mean if, if it's too aggressive, get an ES. Exactly. Because you don't care. But the interior – one thing that's cool, it's got the gauge that uh, – like moves to the side. Oh, it does. Yeah, so it's like from like the this, LFA. Right. It's like the same thing. So oh, you that's can, cool. You can move it over and TFT have your nav screen and all that pop stuff. up and then move it back. Oh, that's it, pretty it, sweet. It, it impressed the the police that they stopped by. They were friendly, but they stopped by <laughs> on the road. And we were, and, and Matt's like, it's funny thing. He was like, you know, when it, when the police show up, distract them with the car. And, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, you guys want to see something cool? Check yeah. out this gauge that moves. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> and then a uh, a massive swarm of bees showed up. Like. Like a hundred deep, and everyone jumped in the car, and, they, and the police took off. That's a better way to get out. It was of like a migrating horde. I've never seen anything like Hopefully it. Hopefully, they weren't of the killer variety. I don't know. They they didn't stop to say hi to us. They just kept cruising. <laughs> but the police were like, "We're out." That's nice. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to driving that one myself. I just cool. gave back the keys to something particularly. Uh, a tasty little nugget of automotive heaven. Uh, it's the 2014 Nissan GTR. Kind of it, big nugget, but okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a big nugget and a, a expensive nugget, but a very well. Um, it's an amazing machine. Let me let me just say that. It, have, how much GTR experience do you have? I have I have driven a stock GTR once for ten minutes, including using launch control. 
and then I rode in like a 900 horsepower one bunch. But so it's very limited. So every year they just tweak the car a little bit, and then this year obviously it's the most currently tweaked one. It makes uh, 545 horsepower. Well, they, they raise it like 10 horsepower a year. No, so, it started with like what is what was the first generation? Like I think the first first one had like 490. Yeah. So that I mean it's, your number's probably close then. Um, but now it does zero to 60. In less than three seconds. I think it's like either 2.8 or 2.9. Uh, it's as fast as that Aventador I had. Though the, that Lamborghini felt like more violent because you have oh, it in yeah. the Corsa mode. But th- that kind of makes the GTR more amazing that it doesn't need the violence. Like it doesn't need to scratch and claw its way to a sub 360 time. It just, it just does it. does it. And it, it's amazing. And my back doesn't hurt because the seats are comfortable. And that Lamborghini was $450,000 and this car is as tested. Uh, and another thing that I really liked about it, because I drove an 09, which was the first year ever made, and then a 2010, and I haven't driven it since the 24, the, this one, the 2014. That first car I drove was in first gear. It was clunky as shit. Like, go, 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 go. You think something's breaking. They're like, eh, it's just kind of how this dual clutch is. Now, it's it's super smooth. Every now and then, if you go into first, like, with the higher revs than you should, if you go into, like, three grand, like, mm. eh, maybe hold off on first gear there. Uh, it hits hard, but... Uh, the transmission shifts just as quick, but it's it's more refined than I could hear you when I was behind GTRs. you that it was one of those instant like yeah. just there's like it's no fast. there's just a slight dip in the sound and and that's it. And then I always feel like the car gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, it has no soul. Oh, it does all the driving. Oh, this and that. The thing with that car is, yes, you can raise your driving limits, but you won't go to the limit of the car. Because yeah. it's amazing. And if you are skilled enough to push that hard, that car will reward you like no end. You can get tail happy in it just like you can you know, with a rear-wheel drive car because the torque biases to the back. You can do things in that car that will blow your mind and you're not, and you're not even touching the tip of what that car is capable of. It's, it's mind-bending. It's like a cheap – it's a cheap Porsche Turbo is, is how I look at it now. And I, I used to – Yeah, but it's faster. Uh, Porsche Turbo 0 to 60 now is – probably going to be about the same ballpark yeah because they they brought uh who did it maybe motor they brought a veyron a turbo and i think a gtr out to a runway and they're testing zero to 60 times and they were and those the then zero to 60 time per dollar graphed in some meaningful way yeah and the gtr (laughs) yeah well they're in the ballpark of the of the veyron but uh but when the gtr came out like i did i kind of jumped on the bandwagon of like oh it drives itself and da 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 and based on just reading because i was exactly that person but I still, I still think it's it's probably it's a it's got a lot of computers like a lot of cars do these days, and it, it removes something because like I'm an idiot. I like to drive older cars or cars that feel dangerous or sure. you know, things that shake. Like I do get more satisfaction like the V12 Vantage. Right. I get more satisfaction out of driving the V12 Vantage, which is you know squirrely and nose heavy and yep. like a little bit you know, totally sketchy, twitchy. Than this, but this is a good car. It's a well-engineered, smart car that does the things we ask cars to do, right? And then you know, then we complain about them. So it's like <laughs> it it do, it just does a really fucking good job, yes. at all of its tasks. Yeah, I, I I've, I've liked the car from day one. I like ugly cars, and I understand why people think that car is ugly. But I lo- I love the fact that it's engineered to look like that. Like every line you see on that car is designed to push it tighter to the road or slip through yeah. the air faster. I love stuff like that. And uh, and I mean it's it's math and science that I don't even understand. I get I can grasp at basic concepts like I'm trying to get straws, but it's it, I think it's just a fascinating machine. And 
if there's going to be another generation on the horizon, I think, I mean, if you can make that car better, it's going oh, to be wild. Be, I mean, yeah, the only thing that they can do from here is probably get it like a little bit lighter and, and uh, maybe some chassis tweaks and stuff like that. But if there's a next generation GTR down the road, it could be wild. I mean, I'm sure that it did, this is the first one they had in the U.S. and it sold like hotcakes. Right. So why would they not do that again? And it'll probably. By the way, be, have you ever bought a hotcake? Do you know anyone who's ever purchased That's a hotcake? When you point. buy hotcakes, That's a good I think we need point. to change that saying because I say it all the time too. What we we need change, to switch it to like, to like, 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 I don't know, like. Coffee sells a lot, but it doesn't sound. That doesn't sound. Yeah, as cool. it's not good. It's like it's gonna sell like like the McRib? like the way men download porn. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> out, yeah, out the door like you porn. That comes. <laughs> that comes in the door. Uh, that goes but, uh, yep uh, I'm thinking a lot of jokes that I'm going to refrain from saying um, so yeah the general consensus I think is is people love that car but I think it gets a bad rap from people who either haven't driven it or haven't driven it hard enough goes like Kleenex at a boys summer camp ages 13 to 15 <laughs> that I like that that's pretty good okay. um, so yeah it's a it's a it's a good car and if you know if you, in it, if you want to complain that it's not whatever get something else yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They, go get a 911 because, I mean, that's a fantastic car too. Uh, or a V12 Vantage if you can swing it. Um, <laughs> All of those get more expensive. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, just get a Veyron. Just, I mean, Screw if you don't it. like the GTR, just spend twice the money and get a V12 Vantage. I mean, why don't you get a Koenigsegg, well, right? We, we have Koenigsegg. So for us, it's like – I mean, it's really easy to make that reference. But right, like For right, normal exactly. people right. that aren't And I'm just like, I'm like, screw all this. I'm getting a Jet Ranger helicopter. Oh, yeah, the, the combination one. Right. It like off roads and then takes off from the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna land it right on my yachts. Yeah, I'm I'm my, I straddle my yachts. We buy one my girlfriend, but I don't think I oh, can drive that. Oh, that's sweet of you. Well, it's a little beneath me. Just teach her. <laughs> she she is too. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, every, every living person is seventy cents on the dollar for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on <laughs> to something that's automotive related, but not technically. It's about cars in a way. I was lucky enough to uh, venture out to Minnesota. Hey. Um, to the home of the 3M headquarters, and I got to tell you, it's kind of an amazing place. Uh, I was in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I was invited out to uh, learn about some um, DIY techniques from headlight restoration to uh, got to play with Bondo, which is always fun and smells delicious. Is and, it uh, fun? I feel like it was body fun. work looks like not well, fun. Well, it was fun because I, it's something I don't really get to do that okay. often. And then um, – so the headlight restoration. Oh, yeah. Because they had classes, scratch. right? Yeah, they had classes. Because I got invited to this thing right. and I, can't, I couldn't go – or chose not to because yeah, <laughs> I mean couldn't whatever. But they had uh, they had another jealous. thing um, where like teach you how easy it is to get scratches out of paint. It's like it's really really easy. Um, they showed us some new products, but the big thing was on the second day. They have this new product. Uh, it's it's a spray on paint protection because like you, when you buy a new car or if you have a car that you want to protect, you might take it somewhere and get it wrapped with a clear bra or some kind of uh, barely visible paint protection type skin thing and it's always expensive it always has to be professionally installed mm-hmm. what they're offering that you can buy at like auto zones or craigans or o'reilly's or whatever you know your local auto store it's a kit that you mask off the area like say the leading edge of the hood and then you just take the can out you wax the area first with the wax compound that they include and it takes two seconds with a microfiber towel and then once it's waxed and you have a nice straight paint line um, or a tape line you do three coats of this stuff that's a water-based solution. Um, three coats. You don't have to wait in between coats because you can just do three coats right on top of each other. And then you build up the layers and then 
so it, then it turns like this hazy liquid look, and then you just let that sit. The liquid self levels as it dries. It's crazy. It is, and then two hours later, you have a clear paint protection, like clear bra, on your hood. It's amazing. It's if nuts. you don't like it, you can just peel it off. That yeah, that's. It's like twenty five bucks a can or something. That's such crazy science in that. It's just it, like oh, the molecules even themselves out, and it all self levels. And visiting this compound, or it's not a compound that makes it sound cultish, mm-hmm. but but. It had that atmosphere. It's like, oh, I've been here 25 years. Oh, I've been here 35 years. Oh, and they it's this crazy corporate culture where they give you uh, up to 15% of your time can be used on other projects. Like say you work in like the oh, chemicals right. division, but you want to test out something in adhesives or this or that. That's smart. Yeah. And then if something's really good, you can pitch it to this group and get uh, like $100,000. for it. To, yeah, exactly. And That's then if it's, if it's good from there, then they can try to patent it for you. And it, it's insane. Yeah. It helps people develop. Because you know, any, any super smart person, the same way we have ideas of – we're not super smart – of like, oh, we're, while you're writing, like, oh, you know what? I wish I could go and do this thing or that thing. Like if you're an engineer – right. You're going to have thoughts outside that box. Yes. And, and it's, it's so smart of them to cultivate that. Fuck yeah. Instead of just Google like, no, no. Well, somebody asked that question like, oh, who came up with the idea first? You or Google? They're like, well, we've been doing it for like 30 years. <laughs> um, and then the thing is Google forces you to do it. At 3 oh, a.m., you only you do it if you want to do oh, it. Oh, okay. Like you don't have to do it, but you can. Um, so it was really interesting. But another thing we got to see that's something the public – Can you spray it on uh, – real quick on like – any surface, you know, upside down or that kind of shit. Uh, I don't know how it would dry upside down. Like on the bottom of your side mirror or something You like can that. definitely spray your mirror caps. Definitely. Um, some people were asking if you could spray it on your windshield as like a tear-off. I would not do that. They said legally we can't tell you to do that. We haven't tested it. And it's, it's technically illegal to put film over the front windshield. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, but we know people are going to do it. Because then other people ask about headlights and stuff. Because like the question, you know, like with, with a clear bra uh, – they tend to like ye- some of them yellow. This one does yellow. Bit. They say it yellows after about a year. That's why you can just peel it off. That's sick. And it's twenty five dollars because like right. my clear bra for my my Subi was three hundred dollars, and that was a super good deal. The guy was like, "I'll do it for you for normally it's like six hundred bucks, bro. For you three hundred. For you three hundred. Best deal. Best it was deal. like his second clear bra. He did a good job, but um, yeah, if I could just spray it on, and then because then if you see spots you're getting hit, you know what you could use that for. Uh, we would never do this. But some nefarious character could use it for press cars if they wanted to drive press cars off-road and protect <laughs> the paint and then peel it off when they're done. Well, here's another interesting thing about the material. If – say you sprayed it over – like say it wasn't a brand new car. Say you sprayed it on a part of your hood that might have had like a scratch in it or something. It'll fill the scratch in. That's some pretty crazy shit. Because yeah, it self-levels. It'll like make it look – it'll make the hood look better. So, OK. But what happens when enough people use this where the chemical compound realizes – it all joins together one night and turns into that blob in Ghostbusters right. 2. Well, then that's two? when we have um, – like, uh, yeah, we have Canada and Akira to come help save and us. Venkman's going to show up and it's yeah. going to be this river of 3M stuff. If someone asks, are you a god, you say yes. Uh, but so we got to go into a place at 3M where the public doesn't get to go. It's their innovation labs, they call it. We saw this real like – it was kind of creepy like the South Park episode where they're like, welcome to the planet Arium. Like it was like all laid back in chairs and we saw this promotional video on this giant 3D like IMAX screen. It's kind of creepy but then you start seeing the products and because the walls open behind you and they have different stations for all the different types of things they do that you can go like play with some of the stuff. They had this one fabric material that was printed with 3D images on it and it was, it was 
it was like blew my mind. It was then they showed us a 3D TV that they're working on. It's a small TV because it can't scale yet. If you stand right in front of the TV, it's fantastic 3D clarity with no glasses. Wow. Yeah. So they're gonna they're working on scaling that up, but to do so, they're gonna have to start curving TVs, which sounds awesome. It all started with Scotch tape. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> well, that's them. the thing. They talk about how so many of these things they build are interconnected, like like sandpaper help them figure out how to make this other tape bottom differently so that it could get air channels in it. So like when you put a decal on a car, mm-hmm. you don't get bubbles. Oh, whoa. Because there's there's these like channels that are hard to see under the decal. You just make sure the bubbles go out because you don't have to like put a pinhole or anything. Right. It just goes out the channel. And then as you push the decal further down, those channels collapse and the decal and is it's flat. flat. It's amazing. Smart. The place is wild. Yeah. Yeah. They're really cool to go to. I could have spent a day there. Oh, and he showed us this other thing. The guy, it's the Minnesota driver's license. If you just look at it, it has like the normal little holograms and this and that. But there's this eyepiece you look through that's like a flashlight. And when you look through like that, the front of it is just this image of like ducks flying through a pond. That's all you see. It's it's insane. Whoa. And 3M designed, obviously, the Minnesota state driver's license. Yeah. So no fake Minnesota IDs. Right. Showing up yeah, yeah. You can't mess with that one. It's always like, uh, it's like, who's the easiest state? Like Jersey? Uh, oh, you want to get Jersey? Jersey. You want to get Arizona? <laughs> Don't do California, man. They have too many holograms. <laughs> we had a – in, in college, I remember because I went to school in Rhode Island – the DMV there was still so far behind in terms of like not using computer systems that if you just went with someone else's birth certificate, they would take your picture and turn it into an ID. Holy so like shit. that was like freshman year of college, but then by June or like sophomore or junior year, uh, they switched to like real driver's license. Dude, if you knew what you were going to be doing now, you'd have been a genius to get like some dead person's driver's license or someone like around your age, and you just speed like crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Uh, that's funny. Um, getting back anti-science, old car stuff. You and I just came from a, f- a fun little portion of a photo shoot. Uh, the Firebird. Uh, video shoot. Yeah, Tom's yes. Firebird. Fo- yeah, sorry. Video shoot. Uh, yeah, Tom's Firebird. Uh, most of you guys know uh, you saw the first. Well, you've seen it on Hooniverse before, but you saw the last video we shot was an appreciation of old cars, driving old cars, and it happened to feature the Firebird. Well, yep. we're working on part two now, and at this time it features more specifically the car because there's some cool shit going down on it. Well, you, were, you weren't – I mean last time you were featuring just old cars in general. It right. Was, you know, you can drive – I mean because that Firebird – like I've ridden and driven like a lot of old cars, but that Firebird was like an automatic. The interior looked – parts of it looked pretty shitty. Right. Um, and, the, you know, the exterior had old paint. It wasn't fast. We found out later it had like under 300 horsepower by a lot. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it's like a, 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 there's compression issues. <laughs> yeah, there's compression. Oh, yeah, compression issues and like the windows. Wow. But the, the whole point was with all that, for some stupid reason, it's still <laughs> so fun to drive those things. Yes. And it's like it. you just laugh going 10 miles an hour. Right. And it, you, there's just so many like – so much stimuli happening. Well, so now we're going to make it good. Well, now we're going to make it good. Exactly. It's um, – I'll just say it because, I mean – the video will do it justice more so than hearing my voice through your Apple iPod. Uh, through your ear holes. Through your, yeah, through your cranium. Um, too easy. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's at Hotchkiss right now getting a full – Name drop. Yeah. Hotchkiss Sports Suspension, Santa Fe Springs, California. Uh, we're putting in a full total vehicle, their TVS system. Basically the similar suspension setup as the the yellow Hotchkiss E-Max Challenger that is, remains one of my favorite cars of all time. The Firebird is getting 
pretty much the same suspension. I mean, basically, TVS, they take off everything but, like, your frame rails, your diff. <laughs> I mean, really, like, you're replacing upper-lower control arms, springs, shocks, bushings. Then there's the, then there's the um, leafs out back. Leafs out back. And then they do the, like, frame brace system. I, yep. I, I know I'm saying it wrong. And there's sway bars. So, like, they brace the whole car together. And, yeah, like, the Emax Challenger is awesome. And I, I got to ride in Mary Posey's crazy uh, 72 Camaro that has all Hotchkiss stuff. I mean, their name is everywhere because that shit works. Like, yes. legit. I, yeah, I, I mean, wish I'd known I mean, about John it. I mean, John Hotchkiss has, like, like, decades of racing experience. Yeah. I think he's driven at Le Mans and, and all over the world and just driven crazy-ass, mostly Porsche stuff, but he's a, an amazing name in motorsports. So to translate that to muscle cars, I mean, the man knows handling. And, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to drive this Firebird now that it's different. And, It'll uh, be cool. It's going to be really cool. And then uh, the car goes bye-bye and gets on a truck and heads to Chicago at the end of this week. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, but oh well. You know what? It'll be – because it's going to still have like the same engine. Yeah. So it's going to be way underpowered for the chassis, wheels, and brakes and everything. Right. So it's going to be like – I'm just going to say FRS because that's what comes to mind. But it's going to be like, <laughs> nice. man, I wish this had a bigger engine. Well, well, stay tuned because that oh, could I know. be down that, the road. There's happen. no direct plans yet, but the engine that's in it isn't going to last – that much longer and you know i mean the next step up's a 400 with a four speed so yeah and no one's ever owned a, an old muscle car with a stock engine and gone no i'm gonna leave it i'm good yeah i'm gonna yeah. i'm just gonna do all the suspension top to bottom and i'm gonna leave the stock no motor. bro it's a numbers matching 318 i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> gonna keep it that way um, <laughs> it's like a numbers matching 318 i like a bmw no i'm gonna keep it stock <laughs> uh <laughs> Speaking of old car stuff, uh, the next season of uh, Big Muscle is firing off. Yeah. How's that been going? Well, we are in pre-production. Okay. And so we're trying to figure out – Musto wants to travel a lot. And so we got to pick – it's like, dude, pick one destination. Like, do you want to go to Washington? Do you want to go to Idaho? Do you want to go to New York? Because um, he, he just – he got so many submissions. Like, fans were oh, great. really? Got so many emails of just car, cars, 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 cars. Uh, we – one one in particular, we, we met this dude at the um, the WJ AJ Media event, which I know we're gonna get to later. And he runs a car show called um, Billet Proof. Yes, have you heard of that yeah, show? The Michigan one, or he, he runs all of them. Okay, so you know they do it. I think in like Sacramento, they do one in Florida, and they do one in Michigan, and yep. they do one somewhere else. And basically, the, it's like only cars before sixty four, mm-hmm. and no billet. I mean, no billet aluminum is their joke. It, and it, but they but they have like he says they have like the goon squad that's standing at the gate. So if you sh- if you don't pre register and you show up in like a sixty six Camaro or sorry a sixty six Mustang or something that has like billet Boyd Coddington wheels and shit, they will turn you away. They'll be like, no, you can't get in. So <laughs> we met him, and he's gonna have he has all you know he knows all these people with these awesome home built like. Not rat rod, but not hot rod, like anything in between. Like there's people that he said will just – they'll get like a 62 whatever, cut the roof off of it, you know, put a, like a cage in and maybe like a, an engine swap. Just, like you can do kind of whatever you want and and you'll probably be able that to get in. Awesome. And it's just like a chill car show with a certain criteria and it's like real laid back. What uh, what cars did you film for the, the past season? Uh, we had a 67 – gt500 eleanor um replica yeah that was that was my favorite car uh, you know what's funny sure. i posted about uh um uh jason uh the guy who we met at the gotham opening event who has the mustang oh yeah car. yeah i posted that on hooniverse and then i posted a link to it on kinja to get more traffic and the jalopnik guys not not the jalopnik writers but the jalopnik readers hated it because because it was an eleanor clone they're like they they vehemently 
fucking hate Eleanor clones. I totally disagree with them with every bone. In like my I body. understand that like there was a like a bunch of them made like after the Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, I still think they look bitching. I think it's one of the, I think it's the best old Mustang looking old Mustang ever in existence. And when Jason's is done, it's going to have. A billion horsepower. He's I think that's what at the wheels. Twin turbo V8. I mean, that's. I was like, what did the internet get to you? Did the internet show up at your door and be like, yeah, you know, you might want to put a twin turbo V8 in that? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> otherwise, you know, big guy. Like, you can't. If you don't have a twin turbo V8 anymore, everyone, everyone who's 14 years old and has a keyboard is like, punk bitch. <laughs> so he's insane. But I think they took they took the regular fastback, which if you look at its stock after looking at the Eleanor, it's got like those big. Like B pillar scoops, yeah. It looks like it's kind of like bulbous, yeah. And they they took off the front bumper and they cleaned that up and they gave like it, I oh, yeah, think I they did such a good goddamn grill. job, yeah. yeah. It's it's so good. What uh um so what else was there? Uh, there's a dope uh 67 Cadillac convertible. Dope. That was actually the right word for that car. It's got flames and a blower on it. This guy, he's like 50. He's a short Italian dude. He built it himself. It. It's it, everything you drive about it is total old Cadillac. Like the steering's loose, and it's it's a cruiser. It's got red like oxblood red leather interior. It's awesome. all stock, and then you push the gas, and it just does a rolling burnout, and you don't even feel it. Like we did a brake stand, it's so big, and it's it's so big, and it just goes and just starts spinning the tires. And Musto was like looking at me like, "Are we doing a burnout?" I'm like, "We're doing a burnout." Are we doing a burnout right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> awesome. That car was cool. There was a twenty nine. Um, Ford Dragster that nice. had been raced for like school. decades. Cool. It, it was actually like a legendary car. Like it, it was in Hot Rod Magazine. Um, we talked to some other drag racers that like, oh yeah, the one from Bakersfield, you know, CNW. Oh, nice. Dude, riding in that thing on a, on a curvy road at 40 miles an hour. Terrifying. <laughs> it was shaking. Like, like you're driving down the street and you're doing the Harlem Shake by accident. Oh, I swear. It's tracking all over the place. It's a tiny wheelbase, and it's just like and you, you, and you, and whoever else in the car are just bouncing into each other, shaking and shuddering your way down the road. It's scary. With uh, or fun, it's really fun because I assume we're not going to die. But if anything happened to like, if you had a second of over understeer that you weren't planning for, I'd be terrified immediately. I'd be like, piss my pants. This is it because there's there's it'd be the like being in that uh, Lamborghini powered Fiat. Yes, <laughs> it'd be like that, but you know that. There's no five point harness. It was like a lap belt. Oh god! Uh, your my knees were up against the dash, and Ooh. I'm not that like I'm five eleven, and uh, it would be a death trap. But the fact that those guys used to have a five hundred two big block in it, we drove with a three fifty, oh and their drag motor used to be a five oh like five forty big block, and they would drag it and run like nines or tens is insane because it's so short. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, that's not, that's a, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good season. Yeah, I mean, you know, if people haven't seen it, if you like, even if you don't like old cars, like, it'll make you love them. But One if of my you favorite do, cars ever on the internet out. was, I think it was first season, that Nova. Oh, that thing's over a million hits. Everyone loves that thing. I love that car so much. Twin supercharged 71 Nova. I think FB1 I wasn't there for it. Or FBI? It's FP1. Right. Because you can't have FBI. Right. So he's a genius. FP1. It's, uh, he found that one. There's a cool book that Musto has called, like, like super sleepers or something. It's like the guide to building a sleeper. And the whole book is about really fast sleepers, like old farm trucks that run 10s and 11s with camper shells. And then it has a whole chapter on like how to hide your exhaust, how to hide turbo systems. It's like how to build one. So he saw that car in the book and then found the dude. So it, it looks like 
you know, it's got like that's like a faded green paint, faded green paint, and all that. And then it's like, got. Oh, it looks like the back wheels are a little big, but like nothing crazy. And then just that thing's ridiculous. It's eleven hundred horsepower. Just yeah, that's a that's a cool. You know, I feel like you drive that though, and you just came from killing someone. Yeah, like absolutely. Or you're the Punisher, and you are killing the bad guys. There's that, and then you're driving home. Right. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, moving back to new cars for a second, you recently attended the Western Automotive Journalists Association Track Day. Waj. 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 Welcome to Waj. Welcome to, Welcome to our fancy track day. Uh, which uh, which track was it at? Mazda Raceway at Laguna Seca. Very well done. Took me a minute. I got I got called out by the Bev guy that oh. ran the speedway. Like in the morning at breakfast, if I was you like, call, if you just say Laguna Seca, they get pissed. He did. He he. Uh, I saw him at breakfast, and I was like, "Oh, are you going to be at Laguna Seca?" Because he's wearing a Mazda shirt, and he just he 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 looked up at me. Like if you're on a subway with someone and you don't know that person, and uh, you're like, "Oh, you're going into the city," kind of like. Who is this like peon speaking to me asking right. such stupid questions? Right. Like, of course I am. I'm on a subway, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and they they addressed it two more times at the track. They were like, "Please get it right. We've been here for twelve years." You know, I got I got a, a pass because I'm like I came here on a six man. Like, you know, it was still called Laguna, right? It is. Yeah, it's Mazda Raceway at, at Laguna, Laguna Seca, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, how is the track before we get to the cars? It's I've never driven it except in video games, and I'm so insanely jealous because I know. I can picture the corners and everything in my head, and I'm dying to experience it in real life. I, I had never driven it either. Last time I was on it, I rode a mountain bike on it when I was 15 because <laughs> they have a mountain bike uh, event there every, every year. Um, so I've driven a lot in video games too, and I, I know I know the order of the corners. I know how it's shaped, all that stuff. But it's it's really fun to drive a track with elevation because – yes. Like we, we went to the MPG track day at Fontana, right. which is totally flat, right. and it's fun – but it's like it's also pretty simple, yeah. And it's it's just flat. So That's this, very, yeah, you're going. I mean, like the front straight has a kink in it, and you're in some of the cars. Like I'm going over a crest, under a bridge, mid corner. Everyone, I mean, if people are listening, know it's turn one, and you're doing a hundred to 120 miles an hour, depending on what car you're doing. <laughs> and you come over it, and you know you feel the suspension get light. Like you're driving over a hill at buck ten, and I was just laughing by the end of the day. I'm like, "This is ridiculous." That's and awesome. then you come into braking, and then you and then corkscrew. Musto told me he's like, Aim "When you drive the, the corkscrew, oh yeah, I mean they go through, and those markers are work." Yeah. Listen, if you ever go, to, if anyone goes to a track day there, listen to your instructor, and they'll tell you exactly what markers to look at. And if you do that, you're fine. It's and. In that vein is Musto is like this will be the least dramatic corner when you do it the first time. When you're oh, a passenger really? or when you look at it, it looks insane. He's 100 percent right. You, is it because when you come out of it and go uh, like cambered right turn? Is it just because like it's perfectly suited to the direction you're going? And- you're, well, your entry speed is pretty slow because okay. it's a really tight left, and you're coming up a hill fast, so you have to break, 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 and then you have this really tight left to set up for it. Like you can't go flying over it like a diagonal because you'll go in the air and you'll crash. And uh, so you're so you're going into it slowly and then you're accelerating down it. So you're kind of going from like 20 to 30 miles an hour and then up to like 60. But because it's cambered, because it's on a downslope and because you're not going that fast, it's like a water slide. It just like sucks you down and you just mm. go zoop and, you know, and then you're focusing on the next turn. So it's, it's not as daunting – when you're driving it, as you'd think if you walked up it. It is not the hardest turn on the course. 
Uh, no. The hardest turn on the course, I think, would be the one after that, uh, which is the left, which turns off camber about the last third of it. Be- so, and that's the one before the last two turns, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So you you know you come out of the corkscrew, you move back to the right, and then you got to turn in left. And as your suspension is like weighted in the apex of the corner, as you come out of that, it switches to off camber. And oh. so if you're going hot too fast, like you will completely drift the car there, possibly too much and not on purpose. <laughs> um, yeah. So those, but you know, it's it's. It's fun. I mean, it's it's a fucking racetrack. Right. And so people would ask during the day, like, how's your day going? I'm like, Mike, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Who asked that question in right. an event like this? Why Why do you even need feel the need that someone has – the fact that someone has said to you, had any complaint at any point in the past and conditioned you to ask that question makes me upset. Right. Oh, it's terrible. I hate them at Mazda Raceway with a shit ton of awesome yeah. cars to drive. Speaking of awesome cars, uh, what do they have? Run down the list of a few – should I speed list the whole I drove or just go – I'll just whatever. Um, How about this? How about this? What was your favorite car there? Favorite car there? Yeah. There's, there were a couple. Um, I'll just go through like the one surprise. Like the 135 IS oh, yeah. is real quick. I bet. Real Like one of the highest speeds on that straight of the day, way over 110. Um, third gear in that car, it it is running to 90 miles an hour. Um, got to drive it on back road canyon roads too and it's it's comfortable and stuff uh, but on the track quickly found out that it it is lacking if you think it's a a 1M that's not a limited edition that you're like yeah. ooh I snuck an, uh, there's a, another 1M available it's definitely not as good heard it understeers a little bit it does because it doesn't have a limited slip right it doesn't so have it just an LSD spins the outside and, and uh, it just doesn't have the tires it's not as wide as the 1M uh, it doesn't have the, I don't think it has the same suspension so all those things I definitely noticed going around the track, and I was probably going into corners too hot when I was, but I was feeling the tire, the front tires like push out a little bit more than I expected, right? Because the one M when I drove it was like oversteer, felt like all wheel drive, so sticky. I mean, I think the tires were better, the suspension's better, but all that shit really adds up. So, but but for a daily driver or something, it would be fun, and it's quick and and shit. Probably like tweak it a little bit. Oh yeah, it sounds like it needs a LSD though. Yeah, it does. Um, that was good. The new Jeep SRT8 was there with the eight-speed transmission. Um, only got into fourth gear. Surprisingly though. quick around the track. Oh yeah, it's, it's a physics defier. It's weird because uh, you're sitting so high, right? So you know, when the higher you sit, the slower you feel like you're going. Yeah. So it's like that, and then you look down and you're like, oh, I'm like chasing down, uh, you know, an SRT8 Charger right. and whatever else is out there, and uh, the suspension is so smart. You feel like you're driving like I don't know. You're like on top of a couch because the chairs are comfortable and you're sitting up high. Like if you had an elevated couch for like a theater, yeah. And then you're turning and you just it, you're sticking. It doesn't really feel like you're sticking. It's it's just a, a ridiculous machine. Yeah, I, I haven't driven the new new one, but I drove the generation before it. And, well, you uh, did the autocross. I did that. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's like that. It, it, yeah. It it's, defies physics. It's ridiculous. It's it's crazy fast. It shouldn't go around the turns like it does, and it just sticks through them. And uh, it's a beast. It's a big beast that is so much fun to drive. It's like it's a budget Cayenne Turbo too. Now it's quick. I know that there was another SRT product there that I'm so jealous you got to drive. Uh, they have the new Neon SRT four. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Uh-huh. No. No, my friend. No. No, no, they yeah, um, they had Viper. Right, and Viper was there, which is right. the day before. You're like, 
there's a Viper here. And, and we didn't know what they're going to do with it. We're like, I wonder if they're going to let us drive on the track, you know, because some cars are only for street. Right. And we're like, I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if and then we find out it's only for the track. Oh. And just, I'm just looking at it the night before. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, what what world am I in <laughs> that I'm driving this tomorrow on Laguna Seca? Um, I mean, it, people have probably seen pictures by now, and it it looks like it looks like a Viper GTS with you know slightly new headlights and uh, it's got hood vents and yeah. But it's I, it is a great shaped car. The interior was, in, well, interior is uh, nice. Was it GTS? You said no. I said it looks like. Right. I feel like it looks like the old which model was GTS. it? Uh, it was a regular. It was not okay. the. T- it wasn't the TA. But it wasn't a GTS either, because the, there's one that has like models. a like a upgraded, more luxurious interior. I don't think it was that one. I think okay. it was a regular. Uh, I mean, the whole interior was just black. How to drive? So sticky and so like the 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 steering rack must be super quick yeah. because. And I, I want to asterisk this by saying. It was the fifth car I drove that day, and I'd never driven the track before, and it was slightly foggy. Like, I did not push that car, um, which I'm disappointed in. I wish I'd driven it later, but I just I was like, I don't want to stack this thing. Right. I don't know the turns well enough to know what the corner speeds are. You know, it's super powerful, blah, blah, blah. You probably should have brought Blake with you. Oh, I know, man. He, he, he would have just set oh, a yeah. blistering, blistering blistering time he would have probably set the track record from the passenger seat yeah like he just so. just his coaching that he knows from ctsv school right is good enough to like help you turn into a unicorn and fly yeah he would have been he would have called randy popes to be like what up now bitch yeah time to retire old man <laughs> um what I, I mean i only got three laps in it but what what i felt was crazy grip um super fast turn in you know, really good, really responsive. You could feel all the turn, all the you could feel the tires, and uh, and what I liked about it a lot was the, is the, actually the engine, because because it's a V10, and it's not turbo, and it's not like yeah, oh, like yeah. the ZR1. You know, is a V8 with a blower, and so the power comes on like mid. It's like a lottery <laughs> lump sum. Yeah, and the Viper because it's so spread out, and it's NA. It's like you get those million dollar payments for the rest of your life. So like it's real spread out, so you can. Get on the power, like it's just easier in, it, to put the power down because you can you have sure. such a wide range, so you can like roll Better onto it and it and it's like coming on slowly, right? And rather than just you know if you fuck if you mash it too early in, in ZR one, it's gonna be and yeah. it's gonna hit. So that was what I deciphered from my three Excellent. slow laps. Um, what uh, what was the worst track car you drove? The worst car I drove was the Mini Paceman Coupe. <laughs> All 4S car is bad. Is it? It Because I drove the All 4, I drove the Countryman All 4S four-door in South Carolina last year. And it was really fun. And it was, you know, it's a little softer than a Mini, but like it was fun in the dirt. It was pretty good like in B-roads. I mean, this thing feels way softer. Uh, it shifts early. It was like super. The tires felt like they were made of plastic. It was so slippery. I got out. I was like, "This is this." I I rarely will just be like, "This car sucks," and it was not good. They're so far away from like the idea of what their company used to be. And I mean, I I know like it's fine for automakers to grow, but it's just like they didn't grow. They just started with the little you know uh, modern iteration of the Cooper, and they're like, "How many like bastardizations of this can we just churn out and just?" shove in people's faces i feel like that's the that's the nature of of bmw actually which you know they they own them so i feel like yeah you got the the one now you have the one two three four five six seven series there's always been rumors of you. Eight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's it. How many people? There's not enough people on the planet to buy all those cars. Yeah. And so that and they're, with many, they're just. You know, you, you think it really lost people with the countrymen. Then you have you also have like X versions of a yep. lot of those numbers. Then you have the GT hunchback versions of some of them. And then I, I mean, <laughs> and then they're get, taking away some of the wagons. You stay in the cops tower. Me off, yeah, seriously, yeah, that thing's ugly. The GT's bad. Um, um, that was, was the worst. That was. Was that. there anything that was like surprising? Like, wow, this is actually really good. Uh, I really like Camaro One LE. I have not driven that yet, and I really want to. It's uh. Because I drove the Z01 uh, for a while. I drove it there on the track too. Fast. Duh. Um, the 1LE has the same same suspension and all that stuff, but it's just an NA motor. It's like 420 horsepower. So for, what I realized, for me, for me, that car, I can really drive hard because it's in my skill level oh, yeah, to yeah. drive it. So right. that was, I mean, it was my fastest lap. Which is fun. It is really fun because I, I got out of the BRZ. At the end of the day, and I jumped into the 1LE, and I felt like – and after I got out of that, I'm like, that's like a big BRZ because yeah. it's real sticky. Um, it's got really good – like you, it really talks you through the wheel. You know, everything works. and er, er, you, It feels the way you expect it to. It handles the way you'd expect it to. So it's like instantly comfortable. Like two turns in, I'm like, oh, this is going to do A, B, and C when I, when I think it will. That means I can just drive the track. Right. So I put I put better lines together than I had in anything else. Um, it's got better visibility because it doesn't have like a hood bulge for the supercharger. Right, right. Dude, it's just if I was going to buy any of those cars just for track use, that would that, that would definitely be it. Uh, um, does it have the magnetic suspension or yep. no? It does. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's pretty interesting. Um, so Laguna, excuse me, Monster Raceway, good experience. As I said you had before, a good time. if you have to ask that question, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. I'm so jealous. Um, so enough about Waj. Uh, enough about cars that we can – well, actually, no. We can't really afford a lot of the cars you just talked about. But I want to talk about cars that we definitely can't afford about because we're back in reality, not in helicopter and yacht land. Right. Uh, how's the Gotham stuff going? The sprints? Uh, in general. I mean about? I want to talk specifically about the sprints, but how's the store going in general? Is it going all right? Uh, it is. It picked The business picked up a bunch. Um, they've had like six rentals in the last two weeks. Which is a lot for an exotic rental car company. Yeah. I mean we've been open since February. We had zero. Right. And then all, all of a sudden it was like boom, 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 boom. And four cars went out last weekend and two nice. months before. I was, and I, I didn't even know about it. And I was like, oh, cars are going all over the place. So now the sprints are the weekend driving event where somebody gets a Groupon and they go spend, you know – what like three laps or you get you get four laps. We, we set up an autocross course or two courses, depending on how much room we have, and we'll bring uh, two to four cars. Like we always bring a four thirty spider and a Gallardo spider. Sometimes we'll bring a five nine nine and a McLaren MP four. You want to drive the MP four, <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's a, it's a it's like a big autocross course, and you get four laps. You know, you do one lap to learn the track, and then you do three fast ones. That's pretty, do you time them for the guys or no? no absolutely not. Because they'll be because I, I ride with them, right? So no. Have you ridden with anybody yet who you're like, wow, this guy can drive? Yeah. And have you ridden on the opposite end? Like, yeah. oh my god, I'm going to die. Yep. the The kid that could drive, um, he showed up. He had his own helmet, which is usually a bad sign right the difference is that it was a custom painted karting helmet not a motorcycle helmet gotcha and i said i was like oh you got your own helmet you know clearly like you have race experience you know and he's like yeah you know i've been like racing shifter carts for 12 years <laughs> and i just stopped talking i'm like well then Get drive in. the car like i'm not gonna tell you what to do you're better driving than i am probably right and he and he was fast he's smooth da, da, da. so it was like uh, then it was cool i was like i just enjoy the ride right like riding with like a pro 
and then I've been with people. The people that scare me the most are drive fast. Wow, sorry about that. That's <laughs> a, a meter time for meters. Um, <laughs> drive fast with only one hand on the wheel, oftentimes oh. at the bottom. Oh, no so, way. Oh, yeah, way. Uh, fellow one of the other instructors came up with a good phrase. We call it the lightsaber. Oh. So you know where someone's like, yeah. For, I'll try to describe this. Like you got your hands at nine and three, and then you move. You're turning left, so you move your right hand to nine o'clock or ten o'clock above your left hand, and that's how you turn left. Oh my god! Yeah, two. So you're two handed pulling down, which is great. You know, say if to counter steer, you're really going to be on top of that, and then you do it for <laughs> right hand turns. Uh, but the the French guy that drove with his hand on the bottom of the wheel fast and was like oversteering that that made me pretty nervous. That's that's terrifying. Yeah. That's like that video with the dude driving the Porsche at Coda. Did you see that video? It was like a no. Porsche track day or a, like a rich guy track day. It was like a – because Coda is wicked expensive for yeah, the track is. days. Uh, he was – he had video on his car and a couple times you could see that he was one hand in it. He, at one point, he had one of his hands out the window like holding Oh, on. I do remember that video. Yeah, and then he ended up like spinning or something. I think he didn't crash, but he almost lost it in a bunch of corners. Yep. And then something way slower went like blowing by him. It's there's a lot of people like that. There's a uh, there's there's like three types of people. There's, well, I'll say guys. Women are great because they listen to you. I would rather have a woman driver any day of the week uh, driving a car. Um, motorcyclists are good because they understand progressive throttle. Okay, they have to. But it's the dudes that act like they're too cool for what they're doing. Right. They're like, yeah, no, whatever, man. It's like a yard. Like, dude, you came here. Be excited. Right. They drive. I have seen guys with their hand, their thumb hooked over their belt loop, like chilling. Like they would if they were standing next to a bar and then their other hand is driving with like their elbow on the door. So they're like and trying to like get a radio station on. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're like, oh man, this is like, I'm better than this. You know, I'm, just, I'm totally cool. I'm chilling. You're like. You're driving you just, slow. You just wasted your money. You, you did. That's it. that's exactly what it is. It's like have fun. That's what you're there for. Drive the car quick, but do do it well. Like don't act like the man because you're gonna get out. You're like you're suppressing your emotions to act cool. like you deserve your affliction shirt. And you should just like yeah, drive the car right. Have fun. You know, race car drivers don't drive like that. That's like anytime I get invited to a track day event. I'm always happy. But then when they have a pro there and they're like, if anybody wants uh, instruction from a pro, just see them. I'm like, absolutely. Definitely. Let me go talk to this guy because it's free driving instruction. Fuck that's, yeah. That's not – I mean take advantage because the value you're getting uh, and they're, they are always way faster than you will ever be. Mm-hmm. They know everything about driving. So I don't understand because you'll go to some of these events and sometimes these journalists will be like, oh, I don't need that. But there are still some other journalists who are like, like yeah, absolutely. This guy's good. I'm going to learn something and be better at what i want to do so it's funny to hear that some of the i mean i can i'm not surprised by it but some of these guys show up like oh 4 30 sweet like oh you don't have any enzos for me to drive yeah when do we drift that question um why can't i turn traction control off i don't know you that's why <laughs> right uh that happens a lot um some other favorites are older guys that I feel like heard the word drift on like, you know, overheard it while their kid was watching TV. So they're like, so no drifting, huh? And they they have this look of like, you hear that young person? I said drifting. Right. They're like, I'm cool, right? You're like, yeah, dad, you bonded with me. So we're not going to draft, right? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Um, (laughs) And uh, Thaddeus, our our camera guy, broke it down great. uh, Because I I always ask people, I'm like, you know, what's your, your driving or racing track experience? And... He listened to the way I said it because I say it different and he said uh, basically all these guys I'm 
they feel like I'm challenging their manhood. And they're like, who's this kid? Who's this kid asking me to like justify being there? Right. So you'll hear them and the hierarchy breaks down like this. It's like, you know, if they have track experience or race experience, boom, they say that. If they have uh, Nexus, it's like it goes, I'm a race car driver. Then it goes down to I've done a lot of track days, right, autocross. Then it goes to I've been to K1 speed. <laughs> then it goes down to um, I've owned, insert brand here, very popular with BMW and Mercedes owners. Like, <laughs> well, I own an SL. Right. right. Well, guess what? It's not that fast. Right. Uh, it doesn't turn. And It's uh, not actually best, bro. It's not best, bro. And then, it, and then that goes to uh, – you know, like I'm a fan of racing and then I know nothing and I'd rather go with I know nothing. I wonder what Blake would say. Would he say he's a CTSB school graduate? And then would you just be like, do you want to run the, the day? I feel like Blake would give one of the longer answers that I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be this – he has, he would he would have that same moment of like, oh, shit, uh, what do I say? I got to just – I got to – you know, I, well, I got, I've done all these things. What do I tell him first? What do I tell him first? <laughs> Um, oh, I did CTSV driving school, and that was that was pretty good. But I only did it for like half a day. And uh, I drove an LFA I, I with a Miata. Paul Walker. I, I drove I drove an LFA with Paul Walker. I, I owned a Miata. You definitely say he was a Miata. But I owned a Miata. Like so, I you know I, I kind of I'm like I'm, I'm pretty good. I done I done some autocross before. I've uh, oversteered. I'm not yeah, like you know <laughs> I've I, oversteered. You know, but but I could do some stuff better. Oh, and then I'd like start saying something. And he'd be like, I did this Lancia drive recently. I, I rode in these old car. <laughs> Just like he'd throw out everything right. that he could possibly. Like, think okay, of. cool. You're in Run Group Two. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's, that's, that's fun. I gotta it's, check one of these out just cause it, it's, it's fun. And I mean, you should come down and I, I will say to people that if like, if I didn't have this job, I would definitely have done this at least once. Cause sure. if I know I'm not going to own a Lamborghini and most of the time you can find can it on it. like a Groupon, right? Or something. Yeah. You can get it for like a hundred bucks. If you find a Groupon, right. you know, a little bit more if you want like a video or pictures, but I say just spend the hundred dollars and go do it. You know, beat the crap out of a Ferrari for four, for four laps. You don't get to like crash it into shit and drift it but right like, and you're not going to hit yeah i mean you know you probably don't even get them over 100 do you no right because they used to do that in florida apparently and that would be really scary because i mean it's it's scary doing 80 and then coming into a braking zone yeah and a lot of people break the way they would like they're gently pulling up to a red light and i'm like dude we're doing 80 yeah, and, and i'm pressure, and i'm pressure. going break 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 like you need to push this pedal harder than you are well, used and that's one thing a lot of people don't realize once they get on track like Step on your damn brakes. Mm-hmm. Use them. Use and bring them. that car down, and then set up for the next turn, and we're away. That's Once people realize for. that, it brings them up a few notches yeah. in the driving experience. I think. Yeah, and when, if they do it right, every time I've said, "Look, if you bra- if you get your braking done first, and then you go through your corner smooth, and you get on the gas coming out of it, you're you're going faster, and you'll feel the car stick in the corner. Like you will get so much more G force." If you set the corner up correctly, then if you go in really hot, break almost down to zero, have to make like this U-turn. And whenever they get it right, they go, oh, like they completely right. notice and feel what I'm talking about. And they, they get that that's, that was faster than they've done it before and they're, they're doing a better job. And it's But it's that braking thing. It's it's I, I tell them like break. Don't break like you're pulling up to a stop sign slowly. Yeah. Break like a kid has ran out in front of you. Like right. do that because that's what brakes are for. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when you guys bring all four cars, do they get to pick? You get to pick between a Lam- the Lambo and the 430 because those are like the same price point. Um, the, the MP4 and the 599 are more expensive oh, okay. because, one, the MP4 is more expensive and brand right. new. Uh, the tires are real expensive. They're like 1800 bucks for the rears. So, you know, it's priced for that. But that that thing, I got to drive it through from the, the – 
McLaren dealership to the shop, uh, which is about 10 miles like last week. It's crazy. It's such a crazy – like it is the supercar version of the GTR. Like it is oh, yeah. brilliantly engineered. It's like – it is so ahead of anything. It puts down every little drop of its power all the way to the tires and then – and you floor it allegedly <laughs> and uh, it's just – dude, the speed hits so quick. Yeah. It's like boost comes on and you were here and now you're there. And it's and and it's it's stable and it almost still feels soft when it does it. It's almost like you your chair is like on a magnetic cushion of air like a train, and then below you the train is accelerating it's at a ridiculous ass. rate, and you're just like, and it's it's crazy. That's awesome. I got to drive one of those things, uh, and I imagine it's a showstopper as you're driving through LA. Yeah, it got a lot of head turns. Is it loud? Not as loud as I would like. Right. But uh, I talked to someone about this. Um, because I know when they did – I think they did an update. Like when all, when all the first journalists were getting the MP4, they were saying it was too quiet. And then they were – It's turbocharged, right? It's turbocharged. So there's a little bit of that. There's that. But so they, you just cut the mufflers off. You could do that. I think – but McLaren said for the, when they were doing all this press drives, McLaren was like, oh, yeah, we're not done tuning it yet. And they, they piped in more noise with like you know basically like a tube I think that runs from like the engine bay the, yeah. into the cabin. But the outside of this car is like it, it's got a – you can tell it's a perform like a high performing car, but it's not loud. I I like loud cars, so for me on the interior, it's like this needs to be way noisier. Yeah, no, I, that's how I feel about like a lot of uh, Audi products right now. Like the RS5 I had sounded good. I wish it was way louder. Yeah. But it's even worse for like like the S products because those are even slightly like softer. Yeah, yeah they're they're like very uh, like muffled. open that up. Like let's let's hear that thing roar a little bit because it can. Because on the opposite end of the spectrum. You have uh, something like a C63 or E63. It sounds like a damn muscle car. Yeah, any of the, the AMGs best are way possible. Just, yeah. oh, they're so, so like good. loud and brutal. Yeah, and it's the same market, so it's why would you not have that? Right. Or maybe have I don't know how expensive it'd be to like electronic baffles that you could control. Like, right. That'd be genius to yeah. do everything. Yeah, and then just and do it like uh, Chevy does on the the Z06. Just pull the one fuse, yep. and you're a happy man or woman. Exactly. Right. I love that when you can just pull that out and open the baffles for it. It makes it so awesome. Z01 with that fuse gone. Yeah. I drove for a week like that and it was just What? Five miles what? an hour. It's just pop, 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 pop. I mean it sounds like a muscle car. It's got the idle and all these backfires are shooting out of it that's and shit. Awesome. Oh dude. Yeah. That's that's just what that, that is a solution, I think, for you know, if you have idiots like us, make we can make it loud. Yeah. You know, it's a volume knob. Yeah, we'll worry about our hearing. You don't. You don't have like. Let us worry about going deaf. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to. And right. I just don't care. <laughs> right. Um, so switching gears again. No pun intended, because that, that would was be stupid. That definitely wasn't. Right. Um, wanted to get to uh, talk about uh, one of my projects. Um, I've mentioned it before. It's uh, the sh- classic car show I'm working on, um, American Detours. And today, as we're recording this. Which by the time you hear it won't be that. It'll be two days ago. Uh, technically, we're on Monday, four twenty-nine, and this will go live sometime in May because I don't know what the I think dates it's are. Like May first. Yeah, that sounds about right. So this so, drops May first. Episode two. Oh, episode two of American Detours okay. drops today on the 29th. Okay. Um, so this is basically it's episode two, and it's kind of like part two of Louisiana. So it's still Creole Nature Trail. The first episode had a 63 Galaxy. This time it's a 71 Mustang. And I got to be honest, I expected the car to suck. And I kind of liked ugly. it. I liked it. 
Why? I just thought it was way better looking in person than I thought it would be. Uh, it, Disagree. But it's okay. uh, it. It was it was a nice cruiser too with a 302. It only had an automatic gearbox too, but it just went down the highway easier than the 63 Galaxy because there was like work done on that oh, car. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So like the pedal was ultra heavy on the Galaxy because the guy wanted it that way. But this was just a great little cruiser, um, and they picked it up for nothing with 14,000 miles because nobody wants 71s. No shit. And uh, I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool, the but only- I understand. Why everybody hates it. The only one I've been around was the one that a, we'll say unnamed, but dear friend journalist drove, which was modified or built. It, it had a it had a modern GT500 drivetrain under it, and it had like a 71 or 72 body on top of it. That's awesome. And I, I just think that that body is so weird looking. It's it like, is. It's long. It's because they it's tried to make fish. it a little more luxurious. It was like softer sprung. Then they tried to introduce the Grande model, and they. I just no. I just think the body design. Yes, yeah. is just like the front is so long. Yeah, and and kind of squinty. It's very. It reminds me of a fish, but the back is still you know like GT five hundred. Like I think it had like the upturn, like the flip tail, and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But it was just. It's just like it's just a gigantic car. It is. It's different than. I mean, especially because like sixty seven and sixty nine were awesome. Exactly, but for a cruiser, I, I can understand why it'd be a nice cruiser. That's his it's wife's a big car. car. You know? It's his wife's car because she wanted a toy just like him. But So we took it around uh, the Creole Nature Trail in Louisiana and we hit uh, a restaurant that's famous in the area and we learned how they make their sausages. Hey, look at that, uh, that second-day Mustang. Yeah, yeah, much. yeah. Oh, just one Mustang. Oh, yeah, they, it was called Hollier's Kitchen and it was spelled H-O-L-L-I-E-R-S and that's Hollier. That's, you pronounce it Hollier. Hollier's And we, we ate boudin, which is so good. What boudin? And then we, uh, we made sausage in the back and then um, – we had to we had to eat some of the sausage, you know, on camera, and we had to do like six takes of that. So I was like, I'm done with the sausage, even though it was delicious. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of sausage. Um, but then we also hit a Mardi Gras museum. Did you just pull the trigger like the girls do for a Carl's Jr. commercial? No, I did not. Okay, <laughs> no, because it was still it was good sausage. Um, and my registered dietitian wife would kill me if I did that. Uh, but we went to a Mardi Gras museum and I got to dress up like I was in Mardi Gras, which is the weirdest, most feminine outfit I've ever worn. I think I saw that picture. It looked like I was king of the moon. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like leggings. It had a big headdress. It had a. <laughs> it was insane. It was like yeah. So I'm six three. The headdress. I'm king of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My name is Zoom, and I'm king of the moon. Guess what? The cheese is real. <laughs> Uh, that's exactly how I felt. No exaggeration. I wanted to use that voice and everything. Uh, yeah. I felt like I was in like Baron Munchausen part two. Um, I had to get on my knees and shimmy sideways. I bet you did. <laughs> to too shimmy easy. sideways to get in the door. Too easy, mate. Too easy. That joke was too easy. Too easy. It's funny. We're not even using it the correct way. That's no. Australian slang. Nope. Um, but, uh, but too easy. Uh, so I wear that in this outfit and, um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> shoot, I got one. Of course, the my attractive co-host and she is. She still looked good when she put on this ridiculous outfit that she wore. Well, yeah, because because weak. What do I like? To, I like to say whenever girls ask, like, "Oh, what should I wear?" and I try and say that guys don't care about clothes, and I'm like, "Because it's what's on the inside that counts." Oh yeah, because we can see through clothes. You're a sweetheart. I don't care if you're wearing we a snowboard jacket. I can I I can tell what shape is underneath any clothing a girl's wearing, especially a, a Mardi Gras outfit. Oh well, yeah, because those are like that's pretty easy. It's like yeah. skin tight, but you know, yeah, she could be wearing, she could be in Minnesota, and I'll be like, I can tell. 
Um, so yeah, I look ridiculous and we drive a 71 Mustang and we see more of the Creole nature trail. And then, uh, the next episode was the one that I wasn't in, in Pennsylvania. There's, there's two parts to that. And then the third episode, which actually, so the middle one is, will be episodes three and four. And then when they do five and six, I'm back in the show again in West Virginia with uh, some more. One of the cars was a 70 Plymouth Roadrunner, which was awesome. It was too easy. It was, it was a sweet ride. And then the other one was a 65 MGB, which was the first uh, non-American car they've had, which was cool. It's cool. But that, that car is the precursor to the Miata. Yeah. It and was, they were super popular back then. Like I think my mom had one. Just I mean, I don't remember. It wasn't like an anti – you don't have to be patriotic back then right. your purchases. It was like – Oh, look at this cool new thing we get. And right. A lot of people like it and 60s people and kind of, yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, we t- there was this one great curvy road and I took the Roadrunner on it and I had to go like slow. It yeah. pulled hard to the right when you hit the brakes. Great cruiser, not a canyon carver. No. Then I hop in the MGB and I'm, I'm like, like uh, you know, um, heel towing it and just having a blast with that thing. Even though the steering wheel was as big as my kingdom on the moon. Oh, it was yeah. uh, It was massive and it was a weird seating position, but the car was fantastic. It sounded great. It was just a blast to drive. I bet it'd be fun. I've seen some cool, just, I've seen good, uh, what am I trying to say? There's a couple guys that go to like Supercar Sunday or go up in the cans that have like MGBs and stuff. And when they're, when they're maintained well, sometimes like lightly modified. Yeah. And I, I've always wanted the MGB GT because I think that's a cool, that's like the first hatchback ever. That's just a, such a cool yeah. car. Then this was not the GTB. This was just the convertible, but it was, I mean, it was sweet. And I was the only other person the owner has ever let drive the car. Wow. Which is crazy. I always wanted a, uh, what was it, the Sunbeam Tiger? Was it yeah. Sun Tiger? The yeah. V8? That's a cool car. Yes. Back, I mean, that, that's like something that anytime I saw it, or when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, someone engine swapped. They're like, no, 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 that was stock. I was like, yep. really? Yeah. Someone was smart someone back then. Someone was smart back then. So, yeah, so that's uh, American Detours is still rolling forward, and we're already planning season two. Pun drop number two. <laughs> Again, not intended. Uh, they just happen so naturally on the moon. Um, on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at roads for season two. Put them in your mental intake manifold. Rolodex. Um, <laughs> oh, daylight. Goodbye. <laughs> oh man, um, that that has officially blown my brain apart. <laughs> and I think this is a good place to stop episode nine of the Hooniverse podcast. Uh, we always miss not having Blake Zedward wrong with us. I don't know how I always ask him how I should drive home. Like what turn should I apex? Should I get like those better? And I don't know. Oh, I, I, we're never, ever going to stop doing this. It's so funny. Uh-uh. I love it so much. Uh, Zach word. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, you're welcome. Uh, and, uh, I think that's it for now. We'll see you on the moon. <laughs> <laughs>